Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, my first guest this morning is Owen Clifford, Head of Retail Sector with Bank of Ireland. Owen will be discussing how the pandemic has accelerated change within the retail sector. But first, I'd like to hear more about your role within Bank of Ireland. My role is to be an advocate for retailers, Carol, within both Bank of Ireland and in the external market. And and in my role, I'm part of a sectors team in Bank of Ireland where we've all been recruited from industry. We know and understand our sectors because we've all worked in them. And just to give an example, some of my colleagues have worked in the likes of Delata, Hikwa, Boyne Valley, the Farmers Journal. We aren't bankers, but we're actively supporting bankers to support businesses um, within our, our respective sectors. And Taking retail, um, I engage with retailers across the 26 counties from the, the largest um, multi-brand retailer to smaller single-store operators. And I'm providing insights and market trends, supporting them with their business plan, acting as a sounding board for their strategy, and, of course, helping them to secure funding for expansion, revamp, working capital. And our customers really value the fact that someone within the bank knows and understands their sector and then ultimately being able to support them um, to, to grow and develop their business as best they can, you know. And of course, Owen, retailers have been through a very tough time with COVID over the past 12 months. So what financial position are most of your clients now in as a result of that? What we're seeing is a real divergence in, in the performance across different subsectors. You know, economists are talking about a K-shaped recovery. What we're seeing is like a K-shaped performance across the retail sector where you've got some subsectors such as grocery, DIY, garden, um, off-licenses. They're performing really, really strongly. And then you've got the likes of department stores and, and fashion retailers where look, their subsector is it, a very, very challenging environment. Those that I mentioned at the outset, Look, they're looking at, at further investment, the likes of grocery, DIY, some furniture retailers. They're seeing, are, are, they've seen really strong performance and they're looking at investing in their business and see how can they, they further improve it. Where some of the others, unfortunately, it's all about survival and, and how can we go from week to week um, and manage our cash flow appropriately. It's a real mixed bag, Carl. And on, of course, we've already seen a number of very large international fashion stores close and go into liquidation over recent months. Yeah. I'm conscious that there is a lot of retailers out there today. Their doors are closed, but there's debt mounting behind them. Are you concerned about their sustainability over the next six to 12 months? I think the, fir- the first point to make in terms of some of the international, the high profile fashion closures that we've seen is that COVID was probably the, the straw that brought the camels back to, in that respect, that some of those retailers hadn't invested in, in their offering or in the in the range that they were providing to, to the customer. They had been taken over in many in many respects and, and some um, by private equity who had gone in and expected put a large level of debt on the on the business, not invest in the business and expected you know, to get better results. So it didn't, it didn't, it didn't work out. So in, in that respect, it wasn't really just the, the, the retail that was the, the malaise there. It was, it was probably the structure behind them. And I thought that links in to the next point in terms of around um, some of the burdens that are there in terms of the, rent, the rental burden. Landlords are pragmatic. They know that they'll have to work with their, with their retailers if they want to have a sustainable return from the, from the freehold property. So, what we're seeing at the moment is a number of landlords are adopting a wait and see approach, and it's very, it's very much, it's it's mixed. It's dependent on the location, and in terms of some cities, city centre, a larger city centre, Galway, Dublin, Cork, we're seeing some of those landlords are 
are putting in place turnover-based rents where the, the rent is linked to the turnover that the, that the retailers are generating from the individual outlet. I have to say, thankfully, most of the feedback that I'm getting from, from retailers around the country is that landlords are adopting a pragmatic approach. There are one or two isolated cases where they aren't, and those have been publicised in the press. But in general, they're adopting a pragmatic approach. It, it's all about managing that cash flow over, over the next num- number of months. And, and again, where possible, we'll support retailers as best we can to get them to feed them through into more normalised trading conditions. You know? And of course, Owen, you mentioned earlier about the importance of retailers investing online. But for those retailers that are clients of Bank of Ireland that are not investing online, are you continuing to support those businesses? It's a good question. Um, we're, I thought the majority of people are, are at this, they're have moved online in terms of the last number, the last number of months because it, it's been a real lifeline for their business and, they, and they've had to. You have to question the the long term viability of a retailer who doesn't feel that a, that an on, that an online um, offering or an online channel isn't required for the, for their business. Again, if you ha- and from a Bank of Ireland perspective, we'll take it on a on a case by case basis. But is it going to be a deciding factor? No, it wouldn't be a, a deciding factor. Caribou would definitely feed into our line of thinking if somebody is looking for support, of course. And Owen, let's say, for instance, you were the owner of a local fashion retail business in County Wexford. You've been slow to date to embrace omnichannel retailing or online retail in any way, shape or form. Talk to us about how you would now go about developing that model to maximise that omnichannel experience in a post-pandemic environment. I think the the key around around that and, and putting my, my myself in the shoes of, of that type of retailer is the scale of what's expected from uh, small retailers in terms of the day to day. It has just grown exponentially in the last number of years, and where previously retailers were just invo- interested and their focus was on on buying product and selling product and getting a, a margin. Now they need to be experts in terms of supply chain in, in, in respect now, health and safety with COVID in terms of the, the, the technology from an online perspective as well. And I, I think a lot of those retailers, they need to tap into the support that are already out there and to partner with people who are experts in those fields. From a business plan, there's probably 10 key areas that I'd, I'd ask them to look at when, when I sit down and I meet those, those retailers. How are they going to... To, to manage their sales, which channels are they going to look at from a sales perspective? The customer engagement, how are they going to really engage their customers? Is it true through the store? And if it's just going to be through the store with a, a, a smaller online offering, how to maintain that through maybe social media and, and other means that to bring the customer into the store and when they're inside the store have a really good experience. The staff, training their staff and developing their staff and making sure if, that there's different people within within the business that can do different different areas and that all of the focus isn't on the owner themselves. I suppose another area is, is around suppliers. And look, that's, at the moment, margin is key for any retailer and, and having a good relationship with their suppliers. With, look, if anything, Brexit has probably been a, a godsend for some people in the retail sector because they, pre-Brexit they had to look at the supply chain and the different type of suppliers that they had and to get that that structure in place, where now they have a range of different suppliers they can tap into. But what I've seen is where retailers have been really proactive with their suppliers during COVID and making sure 
that they're up to date as much as possible, that they've got good discounts and that's helped obviously their overall their, their overall margin. And then look around cyber security as well. That the last thing you want if they are going on going online is making sure that it's secure, that the payment structure is secure and that there is that there isn't any doubt around that because all it takes is one bad experience from your online offering and it'll go it'll go online as we know very, very quickly. And then that does reputational damage. The, the reputation has been built up over numerous years could be gone in one bad review. In your opinion, do you expect appointment shopping to become more popular? I, I think it will. I, and um, and I, I think as the, the the type of appointment shopping is, 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 especially from a regional perspective, I think it's a real way that, that smaller retailers can differentiate themselves with more people now working from home. I think marrying the, the online offering where somebody can 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 check what what's in stock, then create an appointment and know that when they go in, they're going to be dealing with somebody that fully understands the product and somebody that, that can um, educate them about the product or the service. That's going to be key. And look, I suppose we've seen um, a growth in that area where people now are using Zoom and just from a DIY perspective or some of the other online channels for it's and and it's it's grown exponentially where where people are happy now and they're and they're they're going to local retailers because they feel we want to support local but we're also getting that updated level of service. So I think there's a real opportunity for people to tap in to tap into that. Are you encouraging retailers to sell on both eBay and Amazon? I'm encouraging retailers to to, to engage with their customers through all channels possible. Um, I, I think if they can. If, if necessary, to use the, the likes of eBay and Amazon, of course they should. Yeah, they should look at that. There's and and they're, they what they provide is a platform and a showcase for some of their products. If again, if they can do it themselves and using their own their own online offering, I think they should probably focus on that on that. But initially, for some people, using those larger platforms is appropriate because it, it gives them a platform to showcase what they have. Um, would you recommend local retailers form partnerships or strategic alliances or even networking groups that meet regularly to bridge any skill gaps? Yeah, I think, I think, that's a, I think it's, a great, it's a great idea and it's something that I always would suggest. And from I, I have engaged over the last number of years with numerous change, chambers around the country and, and numerous um, working groups like that where, where people come together. And it's even something that, that I try to facilitate myself and I have facilitated over a number of years going into a location asking the local retailers from an, from an area to come together and I, I found some, in some sectors people are quite slow to divulge information or to divulge their, their learnings from, from different areas where retailers are good they like to share and they engage and they, and they share across be it legislation be it um, personnel issues HR issues all of those areas they'll, they'll share and, and they're and they're good to collaborate, and I think partnership and collaboration is absolutely key at, at for, for the for the next twelve months. We have seen an increased number of businesses announce that they are aiming for zero carbon or carbon neutral targets. Is it important that retailers are seen as green in order to appeal to customers as well? Owen, absolutely, Carl. Look, it's it's something that all of us are becoming more conscious about. And retailers have a, have a strong role to play in that, and it's it's something that numerous retailers have have made commitments to already, reducing their their carbon footprint, getting to to to, to net zero 
by 2030. And I suppose we've seen commitments from the retailers and us as consumers now will need to see that being put into action. And how, how they're going to be doing that is through reducing the, the, the level of single-use plastic within, within their stores by, by, put, by using technology effectively, better refrigeration, um, removing um, paper, um, paper within the store through electronic shelf labels, that reusing water, um, just a whole re- re- recycling and, and, and upcycling t- type of economy. The requirement to, to go to a more sustainable type of offering, it's not just from the, the, the Gen Zs of the world that it's more and more of us um, and more and more of the population want to see want to see that we want to see a sustainable a sustainable trading from 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 SMEs and and from large corporates and Owen finally what is your economic outlook for retail across rural Ireland in a post pandemic environment look without doubt I, look I'm a realist there are challenging times ahead but I'm also very very positive Carl as a retail landscape goes, we have world-class retailers. I, I'm always speaking to um, international retailers who come to Ireland and, and the, the term they use, come on safari, to see the, the standards and the type of offering that Irish retailers are delivering on a day-to-day basis. So I think there, there's also a real opportunity to onshore online. That up to, 20, to 2019, early 2020, we were seeing 70% of online sales were going overseas. So retailers have an opportunity to arrest that and to bring bring it back to a, a, a more sustainable level. And we are seeing that, that and the ship is turning in, the, in that respect, thankfully. I think there's real goodwill out there to, to support um, Irish retailers. I think it's now acknowledged that they're pivotal to their local communities. And I heard a very good quote was Mary Portis, the, the, the retail guru, who said that I think all of us need to think of every euro that we spend as a vote for the type of community that we want. And I think if we all remember that when we're making our shopping decisions, we'll have a a sustainable and vibrant retail community. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Owen Clifford, Head of Retail Sector with Bank of Ireland. And I would like to thank Owen for sharing his insights with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick.